0: Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1. A bit of a late one here, but it is the Canadian Grand Preview Video. It's a bit of a late one because, you know, the sessions are a bit later. I was thinking about doing a preview video earlier on in the day, but I thought maybe best to watch the two practice sessions first. And by two practice sessions, I ended up actually meaning one and a half practice sessions. We'll get into that in a little bit, but firstly, you have to subscribe, that is the rules. Uh, In this video, what we're going to do, we're going to have a look at all the news from the week, we're going to take a visit to Upgrade Corner, go to a special Helmet Street, and there's also a brand new segment coming up as well in the preview video, as well as that, we'll do two predictions as long as I remember to do that. So, all that to come which will be grand, Uh, make sure you subscribe, I've already said that. There is an audio version on Spotify, link in the description, blah, 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 all that out the way. So let's talk about our practice sessions that we've just seen. Um, So the first practice session lasted an hour, but really only lasted about five minutes. Um, Gasly went out and broke down, but then whilst that was red flag to get his car out of the way, the um, CCTV systems on the entire track just didn't work. So they basically wrote off the entire session, but made us wait an hour to decide that. So FP two became an hour and a half long, and it's just finished now as I'm recording this. Uh, it was a, I think it was a one-two for Mercedes in the end, and at the very end the rain came down quite hard, which might be a theme for uh, the rest of the weekend, if the weather forecast is to be believed. Might be seeing quite a bit of rain, which could make it all very, very tasty. But let us go to upgrade corner because there's quite a lot to talk about from upgrade corner today. So I'll just go through the teams. I've got them in a kind of like a random order here. So Alpine, what have they brought? They've brought a new rear wing uh, and new uh, rear suspension as well. Front corner, Red Bull have just brought a new front wing. just to uh, deal with a local, uh, just local for its local. The reason is local load. So there you go, it sounds a bit rude to me, but there you go. Uh, Mercedes got a brand new side pod inlet, this is kind of just building upon their upgraded side pods, just fine tuning everything for them there. McLaren, doing a lot of work towards the back of the car, so new rear wing and beam wing for them. Haas have brought along a new rear wing as well as floor edges and cooling louves. Alpha Tauri, uh, they've just brought Pacific stuff, so that doesn't really matter, uh, so the same have Alpha Romeo, Aston Martin have got some big new upgrades though so an engine cover, cooling loose and floor body for them and it's quite visible as well uh, their side pods, especially on the back they seem to have more of like a steep angle to them rather than the curve, and also the engine cover used to be a, a straight diagonal line down, but it now kind of goes down and cuts back in, then goes down, it's more like a shark fin type thing on the engine. Cover, uh, so quite drastically uh, visually different upgrades for Aston. But in terms of what we've seen from the practice sessions, not much difference in terms of performance as of yet. We'll have to wait throughout the rest of the weekend to see if that changes. But then the ones that brought the most upgrades is Williams. They brought seven different new parts. So. Uh, New floor, new engine cover, new side pod inlet, new halo, new rear suspension, new rear corner, and new rear wing end plate. But that is only on the car of Alex Albon. Logan Sider will be getting these upgrades in Silverstone. So, a bit of a delay on the upgrades for the secondary Williams car, but that seems to be how they're doing it. Because they haven't got all the money in the world, so they're just testing things out. Looking at the times for them, though, let's have a look at like Williams here. You'd think bringing all these new upgrades would be quite a considerable leap. But for the Williams, right, so Logan Sargent, his best time was a 1.15.426. Uh, Alex Albon, his best time was a 1.15.003. Sargent was 19th, Albon was 17th. There was a difference of around about 4 tenths which is what we've kind of come to expect to be the difference between Albon and Sargent. Now, I know they're not pushing it all out. We may see a huge difference in qualifying tomorrow. But as of right now, I don't think the Williams looks massively drastically different. It didn't get much screen time, so maybe I'm wrong on that. But it doesn't seem to be setting the world on fire, maybe to the extent that Williams would hope. And I would hope as well, because I like the Williams team and I hope they do well. But yeah, um, in terms of big upgrades this weekend, all eyes are on Aston and Williams. But neither of them looking to do anything special as we sit here right now, which is a shame. Hopefully it comes good for them. That is the end of Upgrade Corner. We're heading now across the Special Helmet Street, one of my favourite parts of the Grand Prix. View. We take a look at some of the special helmet designs that are being shown around uh, the Grand Prix this weekend, and we have four of them this weekend. So, if you're watching on the YouTube, you'll see on your screen now. But I'll describe it to you if you're listening on the audio version. This is the helmet of Valtteri Bottas, or as I like to call him, Mr. Special Helmet, which also sounds a bit rude, but it isn't, because I think this year. He has consistently had the best helmets. This weekend, though, I don't think he has got the best helmet. That's a bit of a spoiler alert there. But I think if we looked over the course of the year, his ones have been the best. So here he is. here's his helmet here. It's just a lumberjack-inspired thing. Lovely little cartoon thing going on here. Lumberjack here in the centre, chopping some wood. I think on the other side there's some animals. It's lovely. You've got to love it. Moving on to the second special helmet, it is Sergio Perez, who has got an Indiana Jones-inspired helmet. Now, I believe he has some kind of sponsorship deal with um, the Mexican branch of Disney, because I remember when, I think it was... Ant-Man: Quantum Mania came out. He had some kind of special Ant-Man thing going on there as well. So I think he's got some kind of deal going on here. It's not the most elaborate Indiana Jones thing they could possibly do. You know, it's orange and it's got a logo on it and it's got a hat and the whip. It looks alright though. Nothing too spectacular. Moving on though uh, to. Charles Leclerc, who has got a special helmet to pay tribute to Gilles Villeneuve, um, who is a Canadian racing legend, never won the championship because he unfortunately passed away uh, quite young. Um, the circuit, the Canadian circuit, is named after him. He's a big deal. Good guy, uh, Ferrari legend as well, and um, Charles paying tribute to him there. But I've saved the best for last because this is the helmet of Lance Stroll this weekend, and I absolutely love it. Not only have we got the Canadian flag on the visor tears here, but his usual uh, kind of green and silver helmet has changed to a white design, with the Aston Martin kind of wings turning to red, and I think these red wings off the eyes look great. I mean, I like the design of the Aston Martin wings off the eyes anyway. It kind of reminds me of the American football helmets you see. But that, in that kind of shiny red, I think looks great. Also, on the top here, you might be able to see there's some QR codes on the top. Apparently, if you scan them, they go to, like, websites of some of Lance's favourite places in Canada. Uh, And this helmet will be auctioned off at some point as well, I think, for a charity. So it's all very nice. Uh, Lance Stroll wins my uh, special Helmet Street competition uh, this weekend. I didn't know that was a thing until now, but there you go. Right. Uh... And now it's time everybody for a brand new segment on the Grand Preview. I hope you're ready for this because I I'm not. It's called DRS, but it doesn't stand for Drag Reduction System. It stands for Driver Runway Show because something I've noticed quite a lot, especially when I'm looking through the photographs that come in on a Thursday, is that some of the drivers like to have a bit of a, a bit of a dress up on their way on to into the circuit on media day and um i thought you know what let's comment on the fashion because as you can see as i am here with my messy hair and black t-shirt i am a fashion icon so it's about time i cast my judgment over what some of the drivers are wearing so here we go uh, firstly this is Carlos Sainz. And what's he wearing? He's wearing a Ferrari T-shirt, but it's not like the team wear. By the way, if you wear the team wear to the circuit, you're not eligible for the driver runway show segment. But this, I like this Ferrari T-shirt. It's very nice. Moving on. This is Fernando Alonso. He's wearing some lovely sunglasses. He's got a red T-shirt that says, MMR, Born to Ride. No idea what that means. There you go. Now, the next picture is quite strange, um, and I feel uncomfortable having it saved on my computer, and I'm not sure why it was on the motorsport.com gallery, but here's a photo of George Russell getting out of his car without his t-shirt on. Um, lots to be asked about this question. This, this picture, sorry. There appears to just be this old man hanging around outside his car. This guy looks too happy. Why is he... I know he likes to take his shirt off a lot. Why is he in the car with no shirt on? And why are we, this, this looks like the creepiest photo of all time. So so we'll move on to Lewis Hamilton, who's wearing his best waterproofs here, expecting rain. I like his shoes, they're nice. I like that the line on the trousers perfectly matches with the line on the jacket. Great stuff. Uh, Piastri, also wearing black. Maybe they were here for a funeral, him and Lewis. Uh... Look at Pierre Gasly. He's wearing a Supreme hoodie. I hear they're really cool. These are very baggy jeans, which are what I thought were tears in them. But maybe that's writing. Uh, I don't know. Nice shoes, though. Uh, they're Jordans. Um, we'll save that one for last. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Joe. Joe often wears very nice clothing. Uh, a Bucket hat. Pink body warmer. Great stuff. But I've, I've saved the best to last. Valtteri Bottas, everyone. Look at this. Um, you know, work boots grey jeans, blue denim whatever this kind of hat is called the moustache this is embracing the Canadian style in more ways than one beautiful stuff and that brings brings the end of the Driver Runway show I hope you've enjoyed, we'll have to see if that stays for the next race because that might be the first and only appearance of the Driver Runway show Let's talk about some news though, because um, I've got the news on my phone here. Top of the top of the shops, everybody. Sebastian Vettel's back in a way. Uh, he'll be driving the RB7 for a special Red Bull show. I think it was at the Nürburgring, but I might be wrong. Um, he's got Daniel Ricciardo's driving there as well. You know, I haven't really got much to say here, but it's good to see him back. They're also still doing, um, you know, the sustainable fuel that he did, the Williams run in at Silverstone uh, last year or the year before. He's doing that with the Red Bull, which is always great to see. That's for me is more interesting than anything else in this story. But it's good to see Vettel back, back in the Red Bull, back in, back home the red bull wonderful stuff uh Lawrence stroll has opened his mouth this weekend and uh, he expects both astons to be on the podium this weekend i think that's unlikely but there you go what i found very strange though is uh fernando alonso has also come out and said that he will be on the podium for every race of the remainder of the season very high confidence then But when he was asked, um, do you think that both Astons can appear on the podium this weekend, he said he wasn't too sure, which basically means that he doesn't think Lance can do it. But to be fair, if you want both Astons on the podium, you've both got to beat at least one Red Bull, and that is proving to be difficult. Haas! Let's talk about Haas. Uh, Haas, um, Gunther Steiner has basically come out and said that he wants to keep both of his guys for next year. I think both of their contracts are up this year. Kevin Magnussen's one is definitely up this year but he has said and a quote here as far as the driver's market is concerned we're pretty much happy with what we have at the moment uh, of course we want we want to announce our drivers as soon as possible so we don't hang around like last year i think what he did last year was quite scummy it's mick because he left it too long to announce um but yeah that's i'm not surprised i think when has have a driver pairing that they like they like to keep them we saw that with uh Grosjean and Magnussen who, stuck around in Haas for quite some time and I think uh, this team of uh, Hulkenberg and Magnussen could stick around for quite some time unless another team come in and want them but I don't really see that happening at the minute and the final piece of news that I have for us here It's about the the circuits, because uh, turn two now has a massive wall in it. Usually uh, you'd be able to cut across turn one, turn two, and get back onto the track if you went deep into turn one. Now there is a massive wall, which is one of the most unsafe things I've ever seen in my entire life. Because now you have to cut left, across a piece of grass, directly onto the racing line. It's very unsafe. In practice, some guys went deep into turn one, and when they were turning onto the track, it just made me very uncomfortable to watch. In an actual racing scenario, I think it's going to be even worse. So that's something to look at. I hope that they kind of remove the wall if they can, because I don't think it's massively needed. I mean, I know guys cut across there, but they never massively gain any track time because they normally stop before they re- the, they return to the circuit. So I don't think that it's really needed, and I don't know why I've done it, and it's massively unsafe. So, uh, predictions. Well, my first prediction is the prediction I always do for the Canada race, is that in the race, no one will hit the wall of Champions. I can't actually believe, I can't remember, sorry, the last time someone actually did that. In the race. So that's my first prediction. No one to hit the world champions. In the actual race. My second prediction. Is for Valtteri Bottas. To beat Joe. In the race. He's been having a hard time. As of late. But he's looking good. At the minute. I like, I like Bottas. I like his clothes. I like his helmet. He looked good. In the practice session. Um I think he'll do well. So there's my two predictions. No one to hit the world champions. Bottas to beat Joe. That's all we've got time for today. We'll be back tomorrow. For the qualifying Roundup should be a lot of fun. I'll see you then. Have a lovely Saturday. I'll see you tomorrow evening. Goodbye.